What's going on, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of Trigger. This is Trigger number 439 here on Thursday, March 2nd. Uh, let's get it started with a little bit of good news, maybe. Who knows? Uh, the market's crashed? No, unfortunately. <laughs> really? Just for that, I'm going to create so much work for you, you don't even know. Uh, Lori Lightfoot, Mayor Beetlejuice, has lost. Booty juice? Not booty <laughs> Beetlejuice. Yeah, booty juice. No, that's a different person. Yeah. I think she's... Never mind. I'm not going to say it. Anyway, yeah, yeah she's gone. Uh... She's gone. She's the first mayor to lose in 40 years. Yeah, which is uh, something. Yeah. Um, so, and of course, gone. she blamed it on racism and sexism. Or it could just be the fact that she sucked at her job and crime went up by, I think yeah. it was like 235%. Well, that's what... Red Steez or uh, Stephen Miller tweeted. She's like, he's like, maybe she would have won if all her supporters didn't get shot. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I, I honestly don't understand how she came in third like that after winning every single precinct that exists in the last election. I know. That's how bad it. I mean, hey, it happens. Yeah, and so... That's, I guess, good news, depending on if the guy who win- looks like is going to win wins. Because, is that that Valis guy? Yeah, he is like a pro-policing guy. Now, the yeah. other one who made it to the runoff is a defund-the-police person. Wow. So that could get that could make it a lot worse. But yeah. um, I believe um, a colleague of ours, Matthew Foldy, uh, knows Mr. Valis. Yeah, well, so the, they now go to a runoff, yeah. and the runoff is in, I think, April. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully, you know. Yeah, and so uh, the I, superintendent of police is stepping down on March sixteenth. So apparently, he knew he was going to get fired either way. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean that's a job that no one wants. Yeah, sorry, that's like no, it's, it's like it's like head coach of the Cardinals. You don't want to go down there. <laughs> yep. Um. What else do we got here? So the train toxic disaster. In mm-hmm. East Palestine, Ohio, it's escalating, which yes. I didn't think was actually possible over what happened at the beginning, but now it's getting a lot worse. You well, wrote about this. Tell us yeah, what's I wrote going a couple on stories about this. Well, first of all, the residents feel absolutely abandoned. Yeah, you know, it's not just East Palestine. There is, you know, um, Darlington, Pennsylvania, which is right across the border, mm-hmm. about less than ten miles away, and Beaver County, and all these other surrounding towns, where like the toxic plume. It's like the Biden administration doesn't think that like the toxic plume like moved. It, it, like it moved everywhere. Right. There has been a conspicuous absence of wildlife and birds. People can't trust. I saw a bunch of dead deer. Too. Yeah, there's dead deer. I mean, people used to, like, we used to see deer and birds all the time. They're they're gone. The grass looks absolutely toxic bleached. You have you know people want to test the soils. You know they say that the, the the drinking water is safe. I don't think it's safe. Sorry, when there's tens of thousands of dead fish around, you I'm you, I, uh, that I'm, seems yeah. I'm not drinking no water. I mean, I don't drink the tap water anyway, but I yeah, certainly wouldn't right? be drinking the tap water exactly. Now. <laughs> and it's like you know, and now they're saying like, well, it's safe. Well, you have you know activist, uh, you know Aaron Brockovich, who has a lot of experience with these types of uh, uh, issues. He's like, drinking water tests don't just change on on the fly. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like a day-to-day thing. It, it, you know, it, it's a while. <laughs> it takes a while for drinking water to be safe. So, you know, the information can't be trusted anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now we have the railroad... Now the uh, railroad worker unions met with Pete Buttigieg today and were like... Yeah, and they told him, 
yo, our people are getting sick at the mm-hmm. crash site. They're getting migraines and nausea. And, you know, given the gross incompetence that has engulfed this administration on, on almost everything. Of course, they didn't have enough uh, personal protective gear well, yeah, at the and, site. And Biden was asked today if he was going to go visit the disaster site. And oh, he again? Said, again? Yeah, and he said, uh, we're looking at it. And I'm like, what? what's so difficult what, about what's this? What's to look at? This comes on the heels of news that uh, apparently tomorrow there's going to be an announcement for another half a billion in aid to Ukraine. Because uh, apparently that's all that matters at this point. And according to the politicians of the Uniparty, is the most important thing. Not the fact that regular Americans are starving, destitute, hurt by inflation, losing their jobs, losing their 401ks, their children being indoctrinated in schools. You know, this is the really the thing that we have to worry about is Ukraine. So not going to go on another Ukraine rant today because I don't have the energy for it. I'm exhausted. Um, I feel like what's his name? Um, the, you know, the meme I'm tired boss. Yeah. That's how I feel today. (laughs) Um, I think this is also your story. Well, according this headline must be yours. What is it? What the hell is going on in our airports? That's not me. I didn't write that at all. Yeah, I know that you. <laughs> so why don't you tell us what's okay. going on at our? Uh, yeah, well, there was another. Cra- <laughs> there was almost another crash at, at Logan Airport in Boston. They missed by like five hundred and sixty feet. Mm-hmm. So this comes off the heels of uh, a Tenerife like crash that that could have happened at JFK Airport during the holidays. We had another near collision at an airport in uh, Texas. Yeah. In Austin. Basically, planes are, are are near crashing all over the place. They're falling out of the skies. And it's just... It, <laughs> all right, let's take it's, it easy. It's, this is, again, this is Pete there's Buttigieg's less, job. It's, there's less falling into the skies than there is almost crashing almost everywhere. Cra- yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what is going on here? Yeah. Is it is it the software? Well, are, are the flight controllers inept or asleep at the switch? They can't read the radar? Like, what is going on? Like, this is... Or has this always been going on? But now we're paying closely, more close attention to it because Pete can't do his job. Well, what I would like to know is when is Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg going to be hauled in front of Congress to answer for all of his issues? Yeah. Um, you know, we have a the Republican ho- The holiday travel thing is actually worthy of a, of a congressional oh, testimony. Yeah, I mean, we I have mean, that, a, that was a, I mean, the whole he thing. Knew, he knew that the glitch was, was, was in Southwest Airlines' um, you know – it, it glitch list. He needs he to answer. Do, he no, he needs to answer for everything. Well, that too. The yeah. supply chain crisis. Yeah. Being missing in action and all of these other crises. The you know what you just mentioned with Southwest. Yeah. I mean the tra- the train derailments. Yeah. The near misses. The FAA system going down. All of this. Yeah. All of this needs to be answered for. And this you know is, we, this is his job. What's he doing? We have the Republican House. They're not doing up there yeah. right now. So well, they're least, investigating George Santos. Well, that's the Ethics Committee. That's not House Republicans. I'm talking about House yeah. Republicans. <laughs> the House Republicans need to do what they promised to do, and that's yeah. investigate and subpoena people and have them come testify in front of Congress and answer for their actions. I don't understand why he hasn't yet, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's a mystery to me. Yeah. Um, What else do we got going on here? Oh my God! Foreign policy. So <laughs> <You really want laughs> everything is a mess. So 
I don't really want to talk about the whole Ukraine thing that much, but there is one thing I wanted to mention. I mean, so we have covered it pretty well. There is a uh, few things. So apparently there was a uh, Ukrainian attack where they took some people hostage or something like that. Mm. But the bigger story was that in a Moscow suburb, apparently uh, either it was a, a missile or a bomb, a Ukrainian bomb, was they blew up something big. Yeah. And there's videos all over the internet right now of uh, essentially a very loud explosion. And then it was nighttime over there, so you could see the glow of the fires from very far away. Now, of course, Russia, in its very propaganda state media type thing, said the first responders reacted quickly and there are no fires. Yeah. And, and everyone's like, we could see the glow from 10 miles away. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But I think that, you know, the more that Ukraine attacks inside of Russia, the more likely it is to escalate over there. And uh, you have things like Moldova potentially getting involved, uh, inviting potentially NATO in, which would not be good. And then you have... The, of course, the whole Russia threatening to nuke type of discussion that could be had. Um, and last but certainly not least, you have uh, Zelensky saying that American soldiers should come and fight and, and die. For yeah, no, he's... So he yeah. could f*** right off with that. We'll talk more about that next week. I don't yeah. have the energy for that yeah, today. I'm not um, to why. But the other thing that's going on foreign policy-wise, in addition to China's absolute belligerence, uh, potential issues with Taiwan, we have North Korea totally off their f- rocker over there. That situation's getting worse. Um, we have issues uh, in the Middle East, of course, as usual, And this is the one that's a little bit concerning because a new report came out today uh, that apparently Iran did not abide by the Iran deal. Oh, shocking. Shocker. Who could have seen that coming? Shocker. Wait, the the John Kerry, uh, you know, masterclass negotiation didn't work? Yeah, pretty sure I said that was going to happen back in 2015 when it first uh, was formed. The JCPOA. Yeah. And so now they have 18 times the amount of enriched uranium that they're allowed to have, and they are potentially two weeks away to produce a bomb if they wanted to. They might be preparing one now. Nobody knows. Uh, which is making Israel a little bit uh, uneasy. Yeah. So there's potential over there. Um, I mean, if you remember, there was quite a few Iranian sites that were struck. Mm-hmm. by Israel, when was this? That must have been back in early February, maybe, I think. It was about a month ago. And, you know, Netanyahu, of course, is strong on this issue, and I don't think he's going to allow it to happen. So, you know, we could have a Israel-Iran war potentially brewing. And then you also have the Israel situation with sending arms to Ukraine, which they have not yet. Um, because he did not want to rock the boat with their relationship with Russia. Um, and Biden has been pressuring Netanyahu to send military equipment to Ukraine. And they've been resisting, 
because of this relationship with Russia. And now Russia says if they do that, it will cross a red line in the relationship. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, this is just, it's spiraling. You know, we're, it, we're really a, a frog in the, in the boiling pot. Yeah. At this point. Especially since, you know... It's, We've been sitting here saying step by step... It's another nuclear armed power that we're going to roll into this. Right. It's just yeah. unnecessary. It's so unnecessary. And, yeah, it, it's... I don't know. It's just going to get a lot worse. And uh, <laughs> not a lot to say about that besides uh, buy ammo and buy supplies. That's what I'm doing. What else do we got going on here? The border crisis is just so out of control. This week, we had a mother of, um, her two sons were killed by fentanyl. Is that Rebecca Kiesling? Yeah. Yeah, she is uh, also a pro-life activist. She is the uh, product of a rape. Mm. Yeah, so she's been really hardcore about, you know, um, rape not being an, a, a legitimate exception. Mm-hmm. So, which is why she's controversial. But yeah, I, she lost two of her sons. Well, so Joe Biden, a.k.a. Mr. Empathy, you know, he's that big empathy Oh, yeah, made guy. fun of her. Yeah, made fun of her. Um, take a listen. She, she was very specific recently saying that a mom, a poor mother who lost two kids to fentanyl, that, that I killed her sons. Well, the interesting thing is that fentanyl they took came during the last administration. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, come on. It's his fault. It's his fault. And she responded later that day. Why well, uh, was it? Uh, yes, it was this morning, Thursday morning. Take a listen. Like, really? This is how you speak about the death of my sons? Because a congresswoman misspoke? Y- you mock the loss of my sons? How dare you? What is the matter with you? Almost every Democrat on the committee offered me condolences. They at least had the decency to do that. You can't even do that. You have to mock my pain. And then what about the 22% increase in fentanyl deaths since you became president, since you changed your policy at the borders? That represents tens of thousands of U.S. citizens who died under your watch, an increase in tens of thousands, and that represents even double that number of the parents who are suffering. I mean, she shouldn't, you know, hold back because this is ridiculous. This is his border crisis, and there's thousands of people dying of fentanyl every single day in this country, and there's millions of illegals flooding across the border, so... Oh, what else do we got here? A little bit of health going on in the Senate. Uh, Dianne Feinstein in the hospital for shingles. Um, She has shingles, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Joining, well, you know, she's like a million years old. That's true. Joining uh, John Fetterman, who's still in the hospital for his, I guess, depression or whatever they're making up at this point. There was some rumor flying around that he's brain dead. Who knows? I, you know, I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him. That's true. So... Is uh, it like Dave? The movie Dave? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, but like, but the, it's a U.S. Senate only. But well, the thing like, is, yeah. <laughs> you're never going to find the body double for him. That's so, true. I mean, Andre the Giant's been dead a long time. That's true. Um, <laughs> you wrote about this. So, yeah. what, uh, there's a real interesting question here because, right, of course he's hospitalized and under quote medical observation. Yeah. So, is he doing his job? 
Like, what's going on? I don't know because he's co-signed. He co-signed a bipartisan bill mm-hmm. to enhance uh, freight safety standards in the wake of the East Palestine train wreck. And it's like, well, wait a minute. He co- he's in he's in the hospital mm-hmm. under medical observation. Like, like, who's signing off on this? Mm-hmm. And you know he's he's, he's not. You know yeah. he's not doing any of that. Maybe it's his wife who took a vacation as soon as he went to the yeah, hospital. Exactly. Or it's either way, it's somebody who is unelected and we and this is a scandal. And yeah. any single time you try to ask anybody, any member of his staffers who are on social media, Twitter, whatnot, they block you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. What, what's happening here? So well, Has there been a coup? Yeah. Is there a zombie senator? Who's Well, you what's know, happening? we thought it was his wife that was running things, and maybe it is. Yeah, probably um, is. You know, and I joke about her taking a vacation. I mean, you know, I could understand that she wants to get the kids out of the limelight with everything that's going on. You know, the media, of course, can be you don't the need media. On, you don't need to go but, on Instagram, though. right? Because right. it's it made it the sound, way she handled it is it, 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 it yeah it's it made it seem as if like all was well right. and he was perfectly healthy and mm-hmm. and like on the Senate floor delivering speeches. It's like no, like your husband is. It's one thing to take you know the kids away to go to vacation or whatever to get out of the limelight, but you don't need to be. You know, posting. Oh, we're having a great time. We're having a great lining. time yeah. as my brain dead husband has maggots crawling in his head. Yeah, you know, it's just allegedly. Like, allegedly. <laughs> yeah, what else? Uh, the the Senate, in a rare move, bipartisan vote. Uh oh, that scares me. Yeah, right. Usually it's problem, yeah. but John Tester and Joe Manchin joining the Republicans to pass a joint resolution that was passed through the House. This is against the ESG. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, Joe Biden's going to veto it, so it's not going to be enacted. But, um, you know, I think it's interesting that the Demo- the few Democrats who are vulnerable in 24, right, Tester and Manchin, mm-hmm. are already kind of signaling move towards moderation in an effort to get reelected. And now also there is another vote coming up which just today Biden said that he would not veto it, is the overruling by Congress of D.C. on their new crime law. Yes. Remember the crime law that we've talked about here? Yeah, yeah, Where Bowser vetoed it, but then the council overrode it. The one member of the council that voted to not override the veto was the one that thinks the Jews control the weather. Yeah. So when he's the sane one, you really know things are f***ed up here in Washington. Yeah. Um, Now... Congress is going to step in potentially and overrule it themselves, which I don't think has been done on any legislation in D.C. Uh, in a really long time. 30 years. Yeah. It's been so, 30 years, yeah, at least. And so that actually is a very interesting thing because— Well, it means the D.C. statehood pushes is total fraud and a sham and— Well, yeah, not, mean, only am I mean, I against, not only am I against statehood, yeah. I think that it should go back to what it used to be before mm-hmm. D.C. home rule existed, mm-hmm. where— the federal government controls the district yeah. because it, we'll just make it is the federal government. Just, that was the whole point to begin yeah, with, we'll just right? Make, just make it part of Maryland. I mean, no, 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 no. It's already a blue no, state. No, it's already Democrat. No, just give it to no. them. The district was created constitutionally for a reason. I, I know. I'm right? just I'm <laughs> I know. I know. But <laughs> Which is what like, I always tell people. I'm, I'm sure you're going to tell – like when people say D.C. should be a state, it's like, no, it can't be. It's well, no. I mean a constitutionally yeah, can't be. Right? Can't there, be. Regardless, there has to be a government district. That's, yeah. the, that's what is created for a reason, yeah. right, and constitutional. Yeah. But, you know, 
the whole idea of DC home rule is relatively new-ish, yeah, right? Yeah. And I think it should go back to the way it was before, but we can talk about that another time. What back else? in olden times. Yeah. Well, everything now is back in the good old days because yeah. everything these days is just absolutely... Yeah. Yeah, you, don't, you, um, you don't have to go back to the 80s. You only have to go back as like the 2007. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, DC is just a it hole. Is. Um, it is. It's, it's really out of control. The crime's out of control. And it's spilling over into Virginia. Yeah, it is. So It's actually quite shocking how like places that we used to go to like for like company outings mm-hmm. are no longer safe anymore. Oh, no, not even close. No, no. longer safe You anymore. do not want to be in DC after dark, that's no, for sure. It's like I am legend. It's like um, get the hell off the streets. And now because of... Pro crime prosecutors in Arlington and Fairfax counties. Oh, they don't want to throw people in jail. Those, yeah, those people. You have the crime starting to spill over. Yeah, uh, especially with carjackings. Um, there was a carjacking just up the street from the office recently, mm-hmm. and you know what I said the other day when it happened. I said, you know what's got to happen here, is one of these days one of these carjackers has to try to carjack the wrong person and then just get lit up lit in the up. street. Yeah, and that'll stop the DC from coming over for a little while so um we had some interesting hearings up on the hill this week so in the senate hearing on wednesday the senate judiciary meeting they had merrick garland and merrick garland um you know thank god that he did not become a supreme court justice yeah you know i will give mitch credit for that i'm not very happy with mitch lately but i will give him credit for that and that he proved to us that he is a retard (laughs) Um, we have a couple of clips here. Uh, first, we have Garland being pressed on the attacks against pro-life individuals targeted by the DOJ. Take a listen. DOJ has announced charges against 34 individuals for blocking access to or vandalizing abortion clinics. And there have been over 81 pr- pr- reported attacks on pregnancy centers, 130 attacks on Catholic churches since the leak of the Dobbs decision, and only two individuals have been charged. So how do you explain this disparity uh, uh, by reference to anything other than politicization of what's happening there? The FACE Act applies equally to uh, efforts to um, uh, damage, uh, blockade, uh, um, 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 clinics, whether a pregnant uh, uh, resource, uh, whether they are a pregnancy resource center uh, or whether they are an abortion center. It applies equally in both cases, and we apply the law equally. And then he claims that the DOJ is applying the law equally, which, you know, of course, we know mm-hmm. that that's a total not. lie. Of course not. He said that he was not interfering uh, with the investigation into Hunter Biden. We'll see about that. Um, we had Senator Ted Cruz absolutely torch Merrick Garland for ignoring the threats and protests against pro-life justices, of course, having to do with the Dobbs ruling last year and the leak of that ruling, which we still don't know who leaked it and probably never will. Um, take a listen. Has the Department of Justice brought even a single case under this statute? So yes, no question. It's not a give a speech on the other things you did. The job of the United States Marshals is to defend the lives so of the... So the answer ju- is no. ...is to defend the lives of the justices, and that's our number one priority. They have Why full- are you unwilling to say no? The answer is no. You know it's no. I know it's no. Everyone in this, in this hearing room knows it's no. You're not willing to answer a question. Have you brought a case under this statute, yes or no? As far as I know, we haven't, and what we have done is defended to the lives of the justices with so how 70 do you decide, U.S. Marshals. How do you decide which criminal statutes the, the DOJ enforces and which one it doesn't? 
And Senator Hawley also had a great grilling of Merrick Garland. The clip is too long to play here. You can, of course, find it in townhall.com or on our Twitter or YouTube channel. Um, I thought that one was particularly great. Uh, with Hawley just totally ripping him to shreds. Great video, a little bit long, so go check that out. Um, Let's see, what else do we got here? I'm running out of steam. So the 2024 thing, I, I, I don't want to do this right now. Don just needs to take a chill pill, like we were talking about the other day. Uh, you know, here's the thing. I've said this before. A... Intense primary can be good, right? But both sides, and this goes for DeSantis as well, both sides need to be careful about throwing nastiness at the other side mm. because both sides need the other side to be able to actually win, okay? Because... In a split primary like this, someone can win the nomination with 45% of the party. Yeah. Okay? We've seen it happen. But the key is, after that, you got to be able to come back together, right? Yeah. You remember <clears throat> the Never Trumpers, right? You remember how important it was that people said, uh, you know what? You know, they weren't really fans of Trump, but they voted for him because they hated Hillary. Yeah. Right? But... You have to be able to bring that together in the end. And so the nastier each side is to each other, both Trump and DeSantis, you have to be careful. You have to be careful because especially on the Trump side, there you know, there's people now that will say, oh, well, I'll never vote for DeSantis. And I'm like, okay, we've seen this before, right? Yeah. But you also have the DeSantis people that, you know, if Trump, you know, and the Trump associates and people that are paid by Trump, including quite a few Twitter trolls that I've seen lately, uh, these personal attacks, it could ir like irrevocably fracture yeah. the party, right? Because yeah. this is a GOP civil war now. Yeah. And I, all I'm saying is, and I'll go back to what I said the other day, we've talked about it. <laughs> We just gotta win. Chill out. We just got. Yeah, we we just gotta win, right? And I'm all for a a exciting, vibrant, invigorating primary, and that's what it's certainly gonna be. But, um, you know, I think it could totally devolve, though. Right. That's that's what I'm worried about. You know what, Ryan? How about you suck my? You wouldn't even be governor without me. You. I'm like, okay, let's see these hands. You know, I'm going to slap you with these hands and also put these hands represent. Yeah, yeah. You see these hands, there's no problem with <laughs> there's it. There's no problem in that department. You remember the dick debate? That was a fun yeah, one. Yeah, that was a good one. That was when we had I our mean, debate literally, party. I mean, we literally talked about We had our uh, debate party at CPAC that yeah. night. Um, and at CPAC this week. Oh my and that's God. another reason that Everybody the fans of the Civil War are being flamed yeah. right now, especially by the left and the mainstream media, because, of course, you know, they, they need something. Um... Because DeSantis isn't going to CPAC. Yeah. And they say, oh, well, you know, that's because CPAC is Trump central. And I'm like, I don't think that's why. I think that DeSantis just wants to, like, do his own thing. Um, you CPAC know, doesn't bring the dividends as it once did. Well, yeah, that's another discussion yeah. that we had. But um, you have Nikki Haley going to CPAC, right? She's not really 
you know, in the same vein. So I, I think everybody just needs to take a little bit of a breath. A little breath. Yeah. Just a little breath. And let's, you know, take it easy. To Everyone needs to take a chill pill. Don needs to take a chill pill. You know, some DeSantis people need to take a chill pill. I think that DeSantis himself, personally, has been doing a very good job of, like, trying to stay out of the fray. Yeah. That's not going to last forever, right? Yeah, he's going so, to have to, he's gonna have to, you know, throw some punches. He's going to have to wade into it. Yeah. I, I think, but I think, I think his plan is to do it in a way that is not as personal as Trump is going to be. But we all know Trump is the personal attack guy, right? Like, that's just his MO. And I get it. I love it, personally. I just, like I always say, I just want to be able to win. Like I said, I don't care who it is, either of them, Trump or DeSantis, because it's going to be one of them, right? Yeah. It's not going to be one of these low-life losers that are running, okay, that are going to have 1%. <laughs> but I just want to win. <laughs> just want to win. That's all I want to do. We will uh, finish today's show with Senator John Kennedy. Yep. Who spoke at CPAC today, as always, delivering some absolutely tremendous trademark one-liners. Take a listen. Today, I want to talk to you about truth. Can you handle the truth? The truth is that God is great, beer is good, and the United States of America is star-spangled awesome. The truth is that we are going to have to get some new conspiracy theories because all the old ones came true. The truth is that Americans aren't perfect, but the other side is crazy. By the way, to me, kale tastes like I'd rather be fat. The truth is, I do not hate anyone. So I say this gently, the Biden administration sucks. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm losing my voice, so we're gonna wrap up today's show. Of course, if you'd like to reach out, email us triggered at townhall.com. Um, you got anything else? No. All right. No. Go Rangers. Yep. Go Rangers. We're big big night the tonight. The cane train. Yeah, we'll, we'll Let's sit. go, baby. Let's take it easy and see. <laughs> You're like another one. Let's maintain the enthusiasm here. Okay. Got a lot, a lot of season left, a lot to go here. Um, <laughs> we do. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> 20 plus games. And we've all seen teams that should have won championships did not recently, yeah. not to mention certain things. So we're going to move on from that. Um, of course, if you'd like to support us and get triggered uncensored, you know where to do that. Townhallvip.com. Use the promo code censorship for 50% off. Uh, we will be back here on uh, Tuesday for more Triggered. We'll get two episodes for you next week. Just giving you fair warning now for the people who get all upset when there's only one episode. There will only be one episode, St. Patrick's Week, because Storm is off Thursday and Friday for March Madness. He's going to sit. St. Patrick's Day as well, he's going to sit. He's going to drink a lot of Guinness, maybe some Yingling, maybe a little Sam Adams, maybe some Makers. Oh, my God. And then He's gonna gamble, gamble, gamble my tits off. Gamble my tits <laughs> off all day, two days, actually four days in a row because you got the Saturday, Sunday, second round too. So it's going to be tremendous. March is the best month for gamblers. And if you're a gambler out there, you know what I'm talking about. So uh, we will be back here. You're going to give me your FanDuel link? <laughs> my, my referral code? Yeah. Believe me, if they're a gambler, they're already on FanDuel. So... Um, all right, on that note, we're going to wrap up today's show. We will be back here on Tuesday for another episode of Trip. See you then. Oh,